Hello, I'm Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And today, we're going to bring you some Christmas lore, I guess. Assuming we follow assuming we follow the instructions, which we all know we're not good at that. <laughs> no, mine, mine is definitely, like, it's very on theme. Okay. So, hopefully, well, yours is, from what I know. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? I mean, it's Christmas time, right? So what's Christmas without some eggnog and boozy eggnog is even better. Yep. So grab your either pre-mixed eggnog. Which is tasty, by the way. That was the first time I ever got it. It depends. The Jack Daniels was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, it does depend on the brand. Edith brought me some. I said her name. Oh, well. Uh, hi, Edith. Uh, she brought me some <laughs> eggnog last year as like a gift and that it was really good. Mm-hmm. Don't remember what brand it was. Oh, wow. I think I've tried Evan Williams and Jack Daniels. Both of those were pretty good. I haven't tried that. Moonshine, not so much. That, that wasn't my favorite. I normally just get the like, quote unquote, fresh eggnog from the store and just put. Dump some stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. And it. Anyways. So. We're going to do Christmas lore. Samantha, you're up first. Lay it on me. I am. All right. Well, first thing we got to cover is we are recording this before Thanksgiving. Yes. And anybody who knows me should know how important that is and how much that means that I really genuinely love you, dear listeners, because I'm willing to allow Christmas before Thanksgiving, which is not allowed, you couldn't even get my 10 year old stepdaughter could not even convince me and my husband to put any Christmas decorations out until the day of Thanksgiving after we eat. <laughs> and she's so disappointed <laughs> and so angry because our neighbors started putting up their decorations. She's like, see, we're like, we are not going to fall to peer pressure <laughs> and we will start either Thanksgiving night or Friday. The amount of people... Who have Christmas decorations out, right? Kelsey, do you have Christmas decorations out? Of course you do. (laughs) The amount of people who have Christmas decorations out well before Thanksgiving this year, it's it's insane. It's insane. We passed the house yesterday getting our new dishes, and they had over a dozen, like, inflatables. No. Mm -mm. I was like, what? Absolutely not. Okay, now my decorations were only up on saturday so that's not too soon before thanksgiving okay it's not that bad. it's the it's the week of so but also thanksgiving is like the earliest thanksgiving can be this year that's true because it's a full week after it before it's even december 1st so people come on that's true i Just didn't wait. even think about that i'm not we're, <laughs> i'm only like i'm putting my christmas decorations up uh the day after thanksgiving because i'm not doing uh, Thanksgiving dinner until Friday. And I'm only putting my Christmas decorations up this year. I didn't last year because my mother-in-law is going to be here and I'm going to rope her into putting <laughs> them up for me. Well, I know Sophia will be all about it, so it's fine, but we'll probably spend all weekend getting decorations up and the kids are already like, oh, so are we getting blow up decorations? Because Paul had to get blow up decorations for Halloween. And he got one that Sophia picked out and that was fine until the neighbor put up a Jack Skellington blow up that was bigger. And so then he bought a Jack Skeleton sitting on top of a pumpkin that was bigger than that. 
and put it right across the street from the neighbors. My God. It wasn't intentional at all. Paul's having like neighborhood wars. It totally wasn't intentional. It just was the best place for it. I'm like, what a coincidence. Okay, sure, Paul. Like there's a like I don't ever think Paul's lied in his life intentionally, and this is one of those times where he like subconsciously is at war with his with your neighbor and doesn't realize it. And I hope he hears this. I know he's gonna hear this. <laughs> yeah, he'll listen to it. Um, and then they actually left their Jack Skeleton um, Skeleton decorations up, and they just added a Grinch with uh, gifts coming from the roof to their decorations. So I'm like, hey. In all fairness, it works for both holidays. So that's yeah, fair. it does. That's it fair. Does. Um, so yeah, they want we don't ha- we didn't have any blow up decorations at the old house. So now that we're at the new house, we have a bigger lawn. We have who to was going to see so. the old your old house's decorations? That no horse one. across the street. <laughs> yeah, basically the one that was almost dead <laughs> yes. and probably blind. <laughs> oh my god. Well, there's definitely some people to see it now. Um, so we'll we'll obviously have to add to what we have. But it, and one thing I noticed too is that house was so much smaller. So when I put out the decorations I already had purchased, which were fine for that house, there's a lot more space to cover in this one. So it really isn't sufficient for a a true holiday vibe. Oh, yeah. So I'll have to add to I it. I will say um, side effects of a bigger house. We got we got all of our Christmas decorations for free. And Kelsey, maybe you want to do something like this. My husband's mother, what she did is when like my husband's sister went to school, she got all of her decorations in the school theme for where she went to school. So when she graduated school, she gave a tree and all the decorations to her. And then she did the same thing for my husband who went to NC State. So all of our decorations are NC State and we got them all for free. So I don't have to go buy any. Yeah, we um, started two years ago, maybe three. I started getting the kids to pick out an ornament that was their ornament for that year. And so once they move out, they'll get all the ornaments that they had picked out. So they'll at least have something to start with. That's such a cool idea. So write that down in your books. My mom did some ornaments with them this year, too. So they'll have those to take with them as well. But yeah, that's that was kind of the theme of what I was thinking, too. It's like, well, on one side, we're getting to fill up the tree. But then when you leave, you already have some ornaments. Well, now my mother-in-law has a very fancy tree and all fancy decorations. And what I... Not surprising. She's very, like, uh, anal retentive. And, like, she spaces her ornaments out, like, to exactly where they need to be. So, like, the first year... It was either the first or second year I went to Christmas. I went down in the middle of the night and I moved all of her ornaments around. Of course she did. Be- I mean, it's just who I am. Chaotic energy. To this day, she still blames my husband and his sister for doing it. She has no idea. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. She has no idea. It's great. Well, I have a Sophia. So um, she puts on the ornaments and it used to be somewhat haphazard. But I think last year and the year before that, she'll stand back. Look at it. No, that needs to be. That doesn't. That doesn't work. This. This isn't even. So she'll rearrange the ornaments and until it's to the point where she she likes the aesthetic going on. So, thankfully, I don't have to do that because I don't have that kind of patience. Well, I'm 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 not that type of ADHD. There's no there's no OCD <laughs> with my ADHD. Energy that is uh, once in a while very focused on specific chaos. Yeah. So. Without further ado, let's get into it. Since I covered Frau Perchta last year, 
I figured I would cover Krampus himself this year for our Christmas theme joint episode. Funny thing. Um, I thought I covered it last year and that's because I did all of the research <laughs> last year. And then our chaos being what it is, we never got around to recording. It. No, I don't even, I think we skipped, uh, our episode last year. Yeah, we did. And, and in all fairness, holiday being holidays being what they are. Thank God we have, uh, the lovely Kelsey here to help us because that's going to be a huge help oh, yeah. uh, for both of us. All three of us are going to enjoy it. Hopefully. But yeah, I had to actually search through our episodes, which, as you mentioned earlier today, is not easy to do since you decided to start titling them in a way that doesn't make it obvious about what the heck we're talking about. So you left me in charge. In all fairness, I wasn't a whole lot better. So. <laughs> I, I was like, I was looking through them and I was like, it's a good idea in theory, but if we're going to do that, we better start paying attention to what the cases are so we can keep Yeah. Up. And now we have like a spreadsheet where we put in what we're about to cover, yeah. what we have covered. But like there's episode, like the, the bananas on pulleys. I have no idea what we covered on some <laughs> I was like, what is bananas on pole? Why did I name it that? And then there's like a gnome on a pole. Oh, I remember that. See, see, it's funny. It's so funny at the time because we can remember what we're covering. It's not so funny when we're like, man, this sounds really familiar. Did I? Oh, crap. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to all our episodes to see if I went through this. So. So apparently I didn't. I just happened to do the research. So I did some additional research and here goes nothing, I guess. Um, So we're going to cover Krampus. Quote, a mangled, deranged face with bloodshot eyes tops a furry black body. Giant horns curl up from his head, displaying a half-goat, half-demon lineage. Behind this terror, a dozen more stomp through the snow of the streets of Leans, Austria, among a den of cowboy jangles. The creatures dash through the streets, chasing giggling children and adults alike poking them with sticks and scaring some with the realization that they were naughty this year. End quote. This sounds like me on a Sunday morning. Before you've combed your hair and brushed your teeth. <laughs> yes. So that was from smithsonianmag.com. I just thought the description was really cool. <laughs> I've watched a lot of the videos, so I really wanted to do some research on them. Um, so this was interesting to say the least because I found out a lot of stuff I didn't know. Um, according to Britannica.com, Krampus, known by some as Christmas Devil, in Central European popular legend, is, half, is a half-goat, half-demon monster that punishes misbehaving children at Christmas time. He also is said to carry chains, which he thrashes around for dramatic effect. Sounds like you. <laughs> this sounds like what I would put in a personal ad. Single female, 33, looking for... Half goat demon guy carries chains. Why not? Make sure you whip them around every so often. <laughs> Sometimes the chains also have bells of various sizes on them or with them. Even better. Ring on the bells, baby. He is considered by many to be the devilish companion of St. Nicholas, as the creature and St. Nicholas are said to both arrive on the evening of December 5th. While St. Nicholas rewards nice children by leaving presents, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks that he keeps with him at all times. In some cases, he's said to eat them or take them to hell, stuffing them in his sack or basket that he happens to be carrying. On December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, children awaken to find their gifts in their boots or to nurse their injuries. 
gifts in their boots? Yeah, because that's how they used to do gifts in the boots instead of stockings. Okay, yeah. All right. And some, I think some, and we're actually going to cover traditions at some point, but some still use boots or a specific type of shoe. I think it's the Dutch that still use shoes. Iceland. Iceland definitely Just still uses it. Just because you're covering Iceland doesn't mean you get to yell it out at various opportunities. <laughs> I thought it was just an Iceland thing. I was like, that's really weird. I guess not. It's a. It could be an everybody thing. Well, I know at one time it was boots just in general, and then it got changed to stockings at some point. See, I didn't, I didn't make the correlation between the two. This is why we need to cover traditions. True. So that's a quick summary um, that those of us who have heard anything about Krampus have probably heard. But looking a little bit deeper, I've got a little bit more information. But before I get to that, I will say, like I said, I had seen a movie or two there are a lot and they are absolutely majestic. As long as you are like my husband and I and you love the really, really horrible movies that are so horrible, they're awesome. Right there. I actually saw one and I, I'm pretty sure I sent you a snap. You did. And it was Krampus and Bigfoot. <laughs> and it involved the Illuminati and it was amazing. I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on? This is the, the only time I could watch this movie if I was on like streams or something. It sounds like whoever wrote it was. No. Oh, apparently, it's a whole series. Like, there's a whole series of these crazy movies involving these different cryptids and stuff. It was pretty. I'll have to look them up and watch them at some point. The only, the only, like, oh my god, this made me think of two things. All right, two things, real quick. The only, like, real quick. The only thing I can think about, like, I know of Krampus. Like, I've never seen any movies about Krampus. Nothing like that. My only reference is that fam. Not Family Guy. American Dad has an entire like Christmas special on Krampus. And it's like an ongoing thing. Like every year Krampus comes up. So that's all I know about Krampus. But for some reason, when you said there's like this whole like cryptid series where it's like that, it made me think of the, those monster smut books. <laughs> if you remember me sending you snaps about that a few years ago. Where it, was, it was like different cryptids or monsters, but they made them into like romance novels. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> why did that just pop up? It was really disgusting. Well, I mean, if you're into that. Kudos to you. It's, it's each his own. Well, so the first one we watched was actually not the f the first Krampus movie because that cost money and we weren't about to spend money on it. So we watched Krampus Unleashed and the the major thing that I caught and I took a picture of it and sent it to a few friends was the um the captioning for the sound effects was amazing and one of them was squishy thud and that was my favorite one out of the entire <laughs> movie. It was the most disgusting thing I ever heard. That's the sound I make when I roll out of bed every day, and that basically describes that basically describes the entire movie. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing! Check it out by all means, and usually not doesn't cost anything. Okay, so to begin with, Krampus and Saint Nick were both from pagan rituals for the winter solstice, almost like good and bad. Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany, especially as his name originates from the German word Krampen, which means claw. According to tradition, he is the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hel, which is H-E-L, not H-E-L-L. -L. Nice. The history of Krampus has been theorized to go back as far as the 6th and se or 7th century A.D., 
as there were celebrations that involved him, but the first written source was found in the 16th century. As time went on and Christmas became a tradition, both Krampus and St. Nick were added to the traditions as well, despite the Catholic Church's attempts to banish any celebrations or traditions during the 12th century, apparently due to Krampus's resemblance to the devil. Oh, they're such buzzkills. Hang on. Take a tea. Who knows what the devil looks like? Oh, well, uh, you know what? It's actually really described in the Bible with a lot of clarity. <laughs> if if I had to, if, if any of the religions that I know that are out there, um, if I had to guess that one of them knew what the devil actually looked like, <laughs> it would be Catholics. The Catholics? Yeah. <laughs> They've probably seen it up close. <laughs> Made a couple yeah. of deals. <laughs> I have nothing against Catholics. I just want to be clear about that. They didn't get the power that they got during that time for free, let's be honest. All right. So anyway, that's your little tidbit of history. I'm going to put a pin on that and not mention it again. There was a renewed attempt to eliminate Krampus from society in 1932 to 1934. I, heard, I saw differing um, accounts by Austria's conservative Christian party as well. But obviously, those attempts were a complete failure because we still talk about them. Of course. While you could look forward to St. Nick's gifts if you were good, the consequences if you were bad were much worse than a lump of coal that the kids these days expect. I mean, that's ridiculous. Coal is the worst thing. I mean, these kids got taken to hell. Let's be honest. We got a bag of coal one year for Christmas. That's not hard to believe at all. We used it. It was great. Really good for camping out, yeah, and grilling some uh, steaks, hamburgers, hot dogs, some barbecue. That stuff goes on forever. It truly does. Um, it's a, I don't know why it's such a letdown when you get coal. Sounds great to me. Well, for kids, you know, let's not encourage using fire. Just a thought. Let alone lighter fluid and fire. Oh, true. Probably not a good combination. I, I was about to say, nah, let them learn young. And then I was like, um, I wouldn't trust your kids. With fire. This is why you don't have children. That's <laughs> true. Oh, God. Okay. So, as I mentioned, not only would Krampus punish you by beating you with branches and sticks, he might just stuff you in his bag and drag you to hell. Or perhaps you just think it's hell because you're literally being tortured and or eaten by Krampus. Every time you say that, like whip you and stuff like that, I, I keep wanting to say, oh, no, I've been naughty. <laughs> Yeah, it's that meme that says, isn't it funny how the punishments when we were kids are so much different as adults? (laughs) Parents would even dress up as Krampus and torment their kids. Okay, I can't say I blame them, but I mean, how could you miss an opportunity like that? I mean, you know, therapy's not cheap, uh, but do what you gotta do. (laughs) It's like the the thing that somebody posted they said their kid told them can you look under my bed and see if there's a monster and it's and the parent said what and let him have an opportunity to get me heck no and just walked out that would be me as a parent yes, it would. <laughs> i thought it would be me but i'm i'm surprisingly better than that okay so this was expected to occur on December 5th, the night of December 5th, which in Alpine, Austria, and some parts of Germany, the day is now known as Krampusnacht, which is Krampus night. If this wasn't enough, there's also, here comes the hard ones, Krampusluf, which is a Krampus run that can happen at any time. Honestly, it sounds like another excuse to entertain yourself by dressing up as Krampus, only this time with alcohol, and you get to scare kids and adults. Even better. By chasing them and screaming at them. 
and sometimes beating them. This tradition continues to this day in some regions. Beginning in the late 20th century, amid efforts to preserve cultural heritage, Krampus runs became increasingly popular in Austria and Germany. During this time, Krampus began to be celebrated internationally, and the monster's growing appeal was evidenced by numerous horror films. Hey there. (laughs) Some claimed that the expanding popularity of Krampus was a reaction to the commercialization of Christmas. In 2013, the run resulted in eight seriously injured people, mostly with broken bones, who were treated at Lean's, I guess it's Lean's, Lines, Lines, District Hospital, and over 60 other patients were treated as outpatients. And according to the surgeon, Alfred Fast, those numbers are not even unusual for that event. Oh, great. Like he was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty common. I mean, I see this about every year. So people are literally beating other people and most of them are bystanders they're just they're standing there watching the run when, when you said that i was like um so we're just like allowed to beat other people now or other people's children like well they're going into people's houses but if if you're going to be there and watch you're basically it's a free-for-all okay yeah you know what you know what timmy why don't you go out there and get beat today you know what? You want to watch that Krampus run so much? Go out there. Good lord. It's fine. <laughs> uh, lastly, there's Krampus Karkin, I guess, made popular when the postcard industry grew rapidly around the 1890s. These, <laughs> these holiday cards are amazing. These holiday cards aren't what you're used to. No cutesy family photos here. Instead, you'll see Gras von Krampus, which is greetings from Krampus, Krampus, and a picture of Krampus stuffing a distressed child into his satchel or preparing to hit one with his bundle of birch sticks. Many of the postcards depicted Krampus going after children with sticks, leading them away in chains or carrying him off in his bag. There were also cards that were a little more adult. Oh. And I'll leave it at that. Grandpa's cards in the early 20th century show him punishing children, yes, but also proposing to women. Oh. And in some cards, Krampus is portrayed as a large woman whipping a tiny, <laughs> whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her satchel. This is getting even better and better. Like, um, if if it was a large woman with a whip uh, and she proposed to me, like, done. I'm a goner. I'm out. I found my soulmate. No, we know now. Ugh. Secrets out, y'all. Um, in another, a smiling woman dangles a defeated-looking Krampus in the air, holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. You can draw your own conclusions about the gender politics in these, quote-unquote, quote which was on one of the websites. But, I mean, come on. They probably sold like hotcakes, let's be honest. Oh, probably. Uh, if I could get my hands on them, I would. I think you can still buy them, but as far as pricing, it's going to be pretty pricey, I'm sure. Oh, probably. In 2004, Monty Beauchamp published a book of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by the cards, more than likely being a big reason why we see Krampus today in the U.S., because the cards were initially in uh, Europe. There was another surge of interest in Krampus after the 2015 film simply called Krampus was released, which, again, I saw that later. Krampus Unleashed is what caught my eye. It was so bad. In recent history, there were attempts to keep Krampus out of Christmas celebrations by the government in the 1950s. There were pamphlets distributed that were titled Krampus is an Evil Man. And they talked about how Krampus could destroy children's mental health. Okay. 
compared to what the parents were doing, I highly doubt this even ranked at all. Let's be honest, in the 1950s, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And the moms were just either on like speed or alcohol clomping <laughs> at any given time. So towards the end of the 19th century, or towards the end of the 20th century, gross, because that's technically how we should refer to it now. Krampus had another resurgence in popular culture, and we have all the movies and celebrations to show for it because it was a big culture shift. It was sometime around the 1990s that it happened, and then all the way through the 2000s. In 2019, there were reports of drunken and disorderly conduct by people dressed as Krampus in some Austrian towns, and there have been a lot of that since then. But that's basically the history and current history of Krampus. And you're welcome. Please watch the movies because they're hilarious. <laughs> Every single one of them, they are amazing. None of them are meant to be taken seriously, to be clear. Nice. I don't get why the government has such an issue with uh, Krampus. It was it, all of those things were used as like negative reinforcement to get kids to not like be little assholes. And I thought they were all about that. Basically. I mean,. Yes, but not if it's originally from pagan things, because we don't celebrate pagan things as Christians. <laughs> okay, Sh sure. Uh, sure. More about that on the traditions episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll believe it. Never. <laughs> oh, well, good job. Good job. Uh, Krampus sounds a lot like one of the ones I'm about to cover. So buckle up, buckaroos. I'm going to tell you about Icelandic lore. Hope you're ready. All right. So I know this is going to like come as a shock, but um, I don't know a lot about Iceland. That's not possible. I'm like truly disappointed in myself. But there it is. You know, what I can tell you is that they do have some fucked up Christmas lore. <laughs> like Truly. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump right into it. It's something about Europe. Let me just tell you, they got some something going on. Yeah, they've got some weird shit going on over there. Of course, they probably say the same thing about us. Let's be honest. Oh, probably. Oh, well, they do about everything other than Christmas. Does that make people feel better? <laughs> Fair enough. It must be something in their tea. So first up, I'm going to tell you about uh, the Yule Cat. And I, your eyes got really big. <laughs> you mentioned this last year. You were going to cover this one. I was, but there's not enough on it. So I just put all of the Icelandic Christmas lore into one. And I know, like, I know I'm not going to say the name right. It's known as Yolakuturin. Nailed it. It's described as a huge, it's described as huge and vicious. It lurks around the countryside around Christmas. The tale says that it stalks humans and will eat them. But not just any humans. Do you want to guess why it eats certain humans and not others? Because they're young and tasty? No, no. If you aren't wearing any new clothes, it'll gobble a bitch up. Well, damn, I'm done for. <laughs> I don't think I own a single new article of clothing. Like, talking about a materialistic creature. <laughs> What a bitch. I'm already poor. You got to eat me too. <laughs> Jeez. You're wearing last year's jeans? Oh my God. <laughs> Let me eat you. 
Does last year's like name brand stuff count? Because geez, <laughs> well, that can be expensive. Even though, what if it just means that they're like se- like humans are seasoned better? So is it new as in new to you or has to be new clothing? And if it's new clothing, what if it's new clothing from last season? Does it still count? No, it it, it does have to be new to this season. Well, that's lame. Yeah, I do know that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give Paul a new reason why I have to buy new clothing all the time. He's not going to like it. Yeah, there it is. But there is a reason behind it. There is a reason behind this lore. While Islam. Icelandic Christmas folklore is mainly targeted towards children. The Yule Cat might have been created to incentivize farmers and their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who did not would get nothing, making them vulnerable to being eaten by the Yule Cat. And the more wool you process, the more they can get out to make more clothes. So less people get eaten by the Yule Cat. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it has a reason behind it. Tell Paul that you're about to be eaten by the Yule Cat. I'm sure he'll get you new clothes. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) You're saying this about the man who I asked him to replace his shoes about 10 months ago because they looked old and said to me the other day, "I, I really need to replace these shoes. And I said, really? Why is that? So, well, they started making a noise when I walked. Oh, that's annoying. But the fact that it was cracking, all of the elasticity was completely worn out of his slide-on shoes. And the fact that the black is, is, has faded to almost white, those aren't reasons. It's just because it's noisy. And that's annoying. Yeah. I mean, I get where he's coming from. I need to have him follow this rule. And at least once a year, you got to get new clothing. Yeah, at least new shoes. At least. At least. Please. A couple of pairs of jeans every year. That's that's my kind of go-to. That's fair. Yeah. Jeans last a little while. Yeah. In other tales, it says that the Yule Cat doesn't eat people who don't have new clothing, but will instead eat their entire Christmas feast instead. Well, that's just rude. You spent the time preparing it and then he just eats it all? Yeah. that That is rude. Like, I'd rather you just eat me and I don't have to worry about missing a meal instead of you eating all of my food and I have to, like, sit there and be sad about it. What if you invited your whole family over and he ate the whole meal and you're like, well, I promise there was a meal here before you guys got here. Yeah. But it's, you got here too late. The old cat beat you. <laughs> well. That's going to be my excuse for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm just not going to cook anything. (laughs) I didn't get any new clothes this year. The Yule Cat ate all the food. It's Paul's fault, really. You should talk to him. Truly. Uh, The Yule Cat does have a home that it lives in when it's not out eating poorly dressed holiday goers. Just because they don't have new clothes does not make them poorly dressed. I didn't say it. Like, it's just like the cat's thoughts. Okay. You know, it's a very materialistic cat. It lives with Gryla and Ogris, her husband, and I'm not going to get this right, Lepalua. Nailed it. And their 13 sons. Oh, that poor, poor woman. <laughs> well, we'll kind of get into it. <laughs> she is said to be enormous and repulsive looking. Which is how I plan to be described after Thanksgiving dinner. I'll remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Verbatim, I'm going to remember that. (laughs) 
enormous and repulsive. That is so mean. It really is. Oh, God. And look, like, Gryla, she's a complicated ogress, okay? She was married three times and supposedly has even more children than the 13 sons. She had more children with, like, her previous husbands. The 13 sons are with her her, her current husband. Something sounds like a black widow. <laughs> Running around, yeah. I don't know. She sounds more like a, like the Yule Cat in the end. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. She also has to put up with the fact that at some points, at some point, she was run out of town and is now forced to live in a cave in the Dimaborg lava fields. And her husband is apparently lazy and never leaves the cave slash house. Rude. Yeah. So it comes as no surprise that she likes to snack on children. She can detect when children have misbehaved at any point during the year, not just during the holidays. Same. Same. And will hunt them down, shove them into her giant sack, and take them home for a snack. <laughs> Your face. She's going to stuff them into her giant sta- sack and then have them for a snack? Yep. Not a meal. A snack. Yes. Okay. She will make a meal out of them sometimes, and it is her favorite meal. Okay, so tell me what's the difference between snack and meal? Is it the age of the child? Like, what's happening? I think a snack is like, a snack is when you have a bag of potatoes or a bag of children and you just eat them. But a meal is like when you make a potato soup. And her favorite favorite dish is Naughty Kid Stew. Oh, so she's not making a full-on meal, like preparing food. She's just walking around eating them. Yeah, she's eating kids out of a bag. Okay. You know, when she gets home and she really wants to, like, she's filling up to it. And she's like, you know what? What sounds really good tonight? Naughty kid stew. I'm going to, let me just pop this kid stew on. Okay. Did you find the recipe for that? I didn't. Okay. I think she's keeping that close to the chest. What kind of pisses me off about it is, like, you know her husband isn't helping with any of this and probably expects to have some of her kids do. Oh, I no, here's better yet. That's why she has previous husbands. Probably. They wouldn't help. She finally got sick of it, and she put a little bit of a special ingredient in his. Oh, probably. But didn't tell him that the other special ingredient was children. <laughs> She's our OG Black Widow. <laughs> That's where they got the idea. (laughs) Yeah. There are ways to keep her from taking your children. You can either give her some of your own food or you can, I guess, just chase her away. Oh, that's that sounds like perched, huh? Yeah. And give her some food. Sounds about right. Now, not all is doom in children's stew. (laughs) There are some positive reinforcement creatures during the holidays, and that's Gryla's 13 sons, aptly named the Yule Lads. Go on. The mischievous sons are labeled as pranksters who steal from or harass people. All right, this is the boys will be boys. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, gotta. But they will leave you gifts if you haven't been a disobedient little child. If you know you've been a good little lad... Here's how you received your gift. You receive your gifts from the little lads. 
13 days before Christmas, you need to leave a shoe in your windowsill. The little lads will sneak in and leave you a gift in them. If you haven't been good, they'll leave you a rotten potato instead. That was the leftover potatoes <laughs> that she didn't get to to snuck on. <laughs> They're like, this is what she left us, so we're just going to give it to you. You're welcome. I was like, I'd be so, you know, when when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, you, yeah, um, Cole, Cole isn't a bad gift to get, especially as an adult, but like a rotten potato to get at any point as a gift is terrible. It's so nasty. <laughs> For it to be put in your shoe rude it's like the yule cat all over again you're gonna have to toss them you certainly can't wear them anymore i think i think the most important part about the little lads is that they each have their own little personalities why is everything little well they're called the little lad the yule the little yule lads okay it's really weird to me because um why are they so small when when their mother is like enormous but also, there's 13. She couldn't have had all of them at the same time. So there's various ages. And at some point, one of them would have to be at, at least close to the teenage years. You would think. I don't know. But every depiction I see of them, they look like little gnomes. They're kind of cute. Maybe that's where gnomes come from. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and they have their own ways of like harassing people. So we're going to go over that. And you're about to have a really good time. Good. That's what I'm here for. We're going to start from the first day of the 13 days. The first day, if you haven't been good or, you know, they're just filling up to harassing you for whatever reason, uh, the candle stealer, which they have a different name in Icelandic. I'm not going to try and say it. Aww. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. It translates in English. So this is the English translation for all of these name names as candle stealer so on oh i got it backwards that was rude of me so the first one is a sheep coat clod he will show up on december 12th and he will stick around until december 25th so he's there for 13 days and they're all there for 13 days just so it goes on after christmas they show up on the 12th? No, they don't all show up on the 12th. They show up in like... Okay, so clarification was needed there because the math wasn't mathing. But okay, I get you now. <laughs> so he shows up on the 12th. He leaves on the 25th. And his description is harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. So he's like a pirate-like nuisance to sheep. Why are the sheep bothered by this? I don't know. No clue. Maybe he's just trying to help out the Yule Cat. Okay. If they can't, like, produce Maybe. sheep stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, like, I read Kelsey's lips. So many people are so annoyed with me. <laughs> so sorry. I'm going to escape you. <laughs> ADHD brain, kind of like saying albino uh, broccoli for cauliflower, <laughs> cereal, cereal water for milk. I have said all of those things. I just forget the name. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Our second one shows up on December 13th, departs on December 26th. His name is Gully Gawk. His description is he hides in gullies. 
That's creative. Waiting for an opportunity to sneak an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. Okay. Sure. Why not? Our third one arrives on December 14th. Again, leaves December 27th. And they're going to go on like that. That's the last one I'm going to say like that. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. The second one was sufficient, but thank you. Okay. Uh, I'll do the last one so you get the last date in case anybody doesn't know how to do math. The third one is Stubby. That's just rude. Uh, Well, wait till you hear his description. Stubby is abnormally short. Same. (laughs) That's your new nickname. (laughs) I'm going to go in the group chat now and go, hey, Stubby. (laughs) Stubby steals pans to eat the crust left on them. Me too, Stubby. Me too. Fourth one is the spoon licker. That's you, Samantha. What do you think he does? I'm going to guess he still spoons and licks everything off him. Yes, and he's extremely thin due to malnutrition. (laughs) Is that all he gets to eat, poor thing? Yes. That's just a poor child that isn't given any food and he's getting what he can. What if that's actually the actual... I would leave a spoon full of food out just so that he would have something to eat that night. Poor spoon licker. Our next one is Pot Scraper. I'm going to let you guess what that one is. Also me. Steals leftovers from pots. Bowl liquor. Self-explanatory. Door slammer. It's amazing how easy these are to understand. Truly. Likes to slam doors, especially at night, to wake people up. What an asshole. So do my kids. That's true. (laughs) They truly do. (laughs) Skyre Gobbler. Has a great affinity for Skyer, which is similar to yogurt. Okay. Hey, he's just he's just trying to keep the whole probiotics thing going. It's fine. Yeah. The only reason I did this whole thing, like going into the details of all of them, was for this next one. Sausage swiper. I was going to try to keep my face very still and not give you the benefit of making a face when you said that. But Kelsey did it for you. But I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> I tried. Um, he hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. He sounds more like me. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, yummy sausage. <laughs> we have window peeper. Self-explanatory. This one, not so much. Doorway sniffer. Cats? That have rubbed up against doorways? Like, what the heck? I mean, sort of. But, um, has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. I don't have to have a, a crazy keen sense of smell to <laughs> smell bread. I don't know why he's, okay. he's, he's sniffing doorways, but he can, I mean, he can sniff out bread. I mean, same, but. What an odd thing to be sniffing out, by the way. There are a lot of easier things to sniff out. Why Why bread? I mean, especially a sausage is being smoked. Super easy. That was already taken by one of the other brothers, so he had to stick with something else. Fair enough, fair enough. Next one is Meat Hook. Is this a horror story? Yes, truly is. Also, what a terrible name to be saddled with. Hi, I'm Meat Hook. I'm also doing the math. So at some point in our house, we have all 13 of these little lads. Mm -hmm. We have no food left in the house at some point. 
Oh, yeah. They're all centered around food. Even the cat. So there's nothing left by the time twenty the twenty fifth rolls around because that's when the first one got the leaves. So by the, t- by the time the twenty fifth rolls around, there ain't nothing left. No, no, nothing at all. So Meat Hook uh, uses a hook to steal meat. That makes sense. I do that too. I think I'm just all the little lads together. Maybe, maybe. And our last one is Candle Stealer, the only one not about food. It's just taking out the daylight, any light that you have left so you don't have to see how miserable you are with no food. Well, there's a reason why he's targeting candles in Iceland, and it's because they're made of tallow and thus, which is edible. Bless him. That's all he's got. That's all that's left. That's what he gets stuck with is the candles to eat. Mm -hmm. So our candle sealer is the last one, and he departs on January 6th. Hey, the time frame works out between when Perch does there after Christmas, too, between the Krampus Knot and Christmas. Interesting how those time frames. Well, Krampus Knot's fifth, the fifth, so it's a little earlier, but it's interesting how that works out. Mm-hmm. It has a tendency to be before Christmas and after. True. So I wonder why. Well, they sell people out, outside of the U.S. know how to celebrate Christmas because they're doing it. They're really celebrating, not just decorating before Thanksgiving and calling it celebrating Christmas, i.e. not me. You're getting food stolen from your house left and right for the whole time, all the way up to the day and after. <laughs> your group was getting shit-faced and beating little kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah, but that can happen any time of the year. That's that doesn't true. have to be around that That's time. That's <laughs> true. Um... So good job, you. Thanks. That was fascinating-ish. I'm a little concerned. I'm still, I still have more questions than answers, but that's fine. I'm used to it, especially with traditions and lore. Oh, yeah. I can't get you those answers. I really feel for the people in Iceland. I don't. Because that's a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> it seems like fun. Seems like you got something. It's like an advent calendar. You never know what's going to, if you're going to get a potato on your shoe or you're going to have your meat stolen. You know? 100th episode. 100th episode. It's coming up. The big old foot. <laughs> That's what I'm going to name the episode. The big old foot. He's never going to appear to you now. I'm just telling you. Wow. You don't know if he lives in my closet or my basement. He might already be there. Anyways, 100th episode is coming up. We're about to have a Q&A session. That means that send in your questions for us. We will compile them and answer them on a solo episode, like a bonus for you the same week that our 100th episode comes out. That means ideally we need you to submit the cues so that we can then deliver the A's. So please send some questions. Please don't send in, don't send in your answers. <laughs> That's not going to be helpful. <laughs> we don't know what the questions are. Also, any written reviews will get shout outs again. I think the episode, two episodes before this, I won't have time to have actually seen any updated reviews because we're recording these back to back to try to give us a space so we don't have to skip any episodes like we did last year. So please, by all means, write some reviews for us and I will make sure and shout them out. If you don't want a shout out, tough luck. You're just going to get it anyway. Um, You can also give us (laughs) thumbs up, stars, whatever, on whatever other listening platform you use or don't use. That's bonus points. But written reviews, I'll actually give you a shout out. Or you can even 
also Q&As for the questions. You can send us by email at reapergals at reapertales.com or on social media at reapertales podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or you can comment on one of our social media posts. So please, by all means, send us some questions because we want something to talk about. Otherwise, we'll just be entertaining ourselves as usual. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty good at it. Fair enough. Um, like, review, subscribe, all those things. We already went all over all of that stuff. So Merry Christmas. It's coming up all too soon. Ew, I had to say that before Thanksgiving, but still, this is coming out at the beginning of December. So you're welcome. You're welcome. And until next time, we love you. We mean it. Okay, bye. The reaper will come for us all.